Welcome to the Sex and Spirituality Podcast, a show where we had real deep conversations about everything from love, dating, sexuality, mental health, trauma, spirituality, metaphysics, healing, and all things new age and woo-woo. <laughs> I am your host, Lauren Coletti, a feminist poet and grad student studying psychology with a focus on sexual health. As a domestic violence and sexual abuse survivor, I hope these vulnerable conversations will inspire you to take an introspective look at yourself to help you better your life and the people around you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Sex and Spirituality. I am your host, Lauren Coletti. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month as a psychology nerd. I love May because not only is it Mental Health Awareness Month, but it's also Masturbation Month. And we'll talk about that too. But for the most part, because a lot of my, I'd say maybe 60% of my episodes are sex and relationship and dating related, I really wanted to take the next couple of weeks to talk about all things mental health because I'm a mental health advocate and I do a lot of activist work in terms of mental health and I consider myself a survivor and someone that's in mental health recovery. So not only do I have the clinical and the educational experience uh, with the master's and I'm pursuing further education with my doctorate, but I also have very personal firsthand one-on-one experience with my own mental health challenges and struggles. And I want to utilize all of that wisdom and share that knowledge to help empower everyone else. So today we are going to be talking about mental health and toxic work environments because your girl quit her job this week because my job was super fucking toxic. And I don't use the word toxic lightly because toxic and the word narcissist are super trendy right now. And I think they're often overused and it can kind of invalidate what they really mean. But I'll just shed a little backstory. I'm not going to be using my place of employment's name for the sake of privacy and confidentiality and not wanting to get sued. But I was working at a part-time job and this specific part-time job had hired me for the role of a crisis counselor for an emotional support line coping with COVID. So I was really excited to get that job. And then like a couple days before I was about to start, they call me and basically fired me because I have points on my license. And then I come to find out that they hire people that don't even know how to use technology and I ended up in the latest role having to do half of the people's work which was really unfair and doesn't make sense because you mean to tell me you're not going to hire me for having points on my license but you're going to hire someone that can't fulfill their job responsibilities and it's interesting because I worked as a case manager for over a year and I still had these points on my license working as a case manager, except I was on the jobs car insurance and I was actually driving a work vehicle. This wouldn't be the case for this job. Um, so I was really disappointed and they became like non-responsive to me. And I actually even went the extra mile to get the points removed and they still wouldn't hire me. So it was overall just very 
frustrating and I was feeling discouraged with this agency because this was a mental health agency that I'd been wanting to work with for a really long time and I honestly admired um, and looked up to. So then the HR person offered me a part-time position with that agency that I wouldn't have to drive and kind of strung me along for a month, stopped replying and then all of a sudden out of nowhere like four weeks later was like, do you want this job or not? And at the time, many of you know, if you've been following me, I was chronically unemployed. Like I was getting super depressed and my finances were taking a hit. So I was kind of in a place of desperation where I would have taken anything. But I figured, you know what, this is less money than what I was offered. It's kind of an administrative role, which isn't, you know, I have a master's. So I, I mean, I will have a master's in a couple weeks. So. I didn't want to be doing filing and paperwork when I knew my potential and my skill set was far beyond that. But I figured it's a step in the door. I could prove to them that I'm a good worker. But there was just a lot of red flags and miscommunication at the start that I just ignored. And I think so many of us do that when we really want something, we're longing for something, uh, kind of clinging to something working out. We will make excuses for it and kind of uh, lessen our integrity just to get what we want, even if it means bypassing warning signs. So I start working for this company and I'm alone, The basically the only person in the office. Everyone else gets to work from home, which is kind of annoying and irritating, but it was whatever. It was three days a week. There was a lot of perks to it. It was 10 minutes from my house, super convenient hours, pretty easy work. Um, and I did work there for a month, but a lot of my higher ups, my supervisors would talk down to me and they've made me feel really stupid and small and were just not very kind. And I expressed my frustrations to my boyfriend and I was like, this is really getting on my nerves because these people just aren't respectful to me. And my immediate manager was fine. like. At the start, she was cool. I mean, she seemed nice. Not so much a particular supervisor that was kind of demanding and rude and just treated me like I was, I don't know, like her employee, which I kind of wasn't, if that makes sense. So I just got a really bad feeling. And recently I went to Florida. As many of you know, I had an engagement party and I told my hiring manager I'd be going away. And the final straw for me was that when I return, I tell her I don't want to take a COVID test for reasons I will not get into, but it's my personal choice and it's my right to refuse a COVID test. So I said I was going to quarantine, self-quarantine, kind of freaks out on me and then slams me for not getting a task done, which she never gave me a deadline for, never showed me how to do the task to begin with, even though I had asked her multiple times to show me didn't email me back, didn't answer me, didn't show me at all, and just expected me to know what to do. Then she tells me I didn't get it done and I have to get a test. Um, there's no other option, get a test and return to work tomorrow. And I was basically like, you know what? Fuck yourself because I'm not getting a test. That is my constitutional right. And I even explained to her New York state law requirements that you could choose to self quarantine. And I told her, I sent you multiple emails. You never showed me how to do this and you're losing an employee. So goodbye. And it felt so empowering and I'm still in the process. I have to get all my stuff out and things like that, but it felt very, um, like 
empowering. I don't know what other word to use to kind of put my foot down and advocate for myself and express myself and stand up for myself, which I'm not used to doing. I'm basically used to letting people walk all over me because that's what I grew up seeing. My mom is very submissive and docile and just very passive. And I'm used to letting bullies push me around. And I was bullied pretty badly in high school and middle school. And I refuse at 26 years old to be bullied by people who I have one as much education as, maybe not as much experience as, but I just don't appreciate people that think who the fuck they are. Because let's face it, we're all special and none of us are special at the same exact time. And I didn't want to let this ruin my mental health, which I've been working so hard on. And it's really um, hypocritical because a lot of places I've worked for several social service agencies and in the human services field for quite some time now. And they really tend to treat their employees like shit. Like they will go up and beyond for their clients, especially in like casework positions. But their employees are working basically minimum wage Um, getting underpaid and overworked and sacrifice their own mental health for the mental health of others. And a lot of mental health companies are very hypocritical in that fact. And it's really quite a shame that they don't value their employees. Um, And I can even talk about this specific organization wanting to lower their employees' wages to increase their funding, which is just... It's just so corrupt. Um, And work overall, I'm not telling everyone to quit their job per se. Work is good for mental health in stride, you know, when there's a balance, like absolutely anything else. But a negative working environment can lead to physical and mental health problems. And depression and anxiety have a significant economic impact. The estimated cost to the global economy is US dollars, one trillion per year in lost productivity and many um like social work companies organizations nonprofit agencies whatever they wonder why their turnover rate is so high yet they will rarely take the time to implement strategies to keep their workers healthy and satisfied um some like toxic work environments are a real thing and i've been in a couple of them this is probably the worst but they lead to employee burnout fatigue and illness due to the high levels of stress that wreak havoc on our bodies um if people are calling in sick or work sick constantly people are constantly quitting there's constantly drama and issues that's a toxic work environment and It sucks to work a nine-to-five job that you're unhappy with just to pay the bills and you get home, you're so like stressed out and so burned out and tired that work is basically your entire life and you feel like a slave to your employer. And a toxic work environment is more than just a job that you hate. We all have bad Mondays, challenging weeks, even disappointing months, no matter our role or our position. That is the cyclical nature of a career. However, we in a non-toxic job are maybe able to make it through a bad day, survive a challenging week and learn valuable lessons from a disappointing quarter even. But a toxic work environment, like a toxic relationship, is like having all of these challenges on repeat without a break. They breed unrest, competition, low morale, constant stressors, negativity, sickness, high turnover, and in my case, even bullying. 
And worse, toxic workplaces rarely stay at work. They really stay within those eight to four hours. They typically follow us wherever we go and they take over our conversations with loved ones, steal away much needed sleep and generally cause worry and stress. And this leads to anxiety, burnout and serious disruptions in our normal life. So if you landed on this episode, you're probably wondering if your work problems are the result of generalized work stress or something worse. And it can kind of be hard to tell the difference between the two. But if this sounds at all familiar or relatable for you, it's time for your workplace to shape up or for you to think about finding a healthier place to work. I even filed a complaint to the HR person. It felt really good to report these people and like I said, just speak up and use my voice because if someone does something to you, it's more than likely that even though, yes, they're probably really unhappy and unsatisfied and unfulfilled in their own work, they're taking it out on other people and no one deserves that. That's just not fair. Especially when you preach to be like a social worker and I love helping people and it's just like, I've met so many shitty social workers in my life and I've never understood why mental health counselors or therapists, like as in any profession, there's going to be a lot of bad eggs and people get into it for the wrong reasons or they think like, oh, if I'm doing X, Y, and Z, then I'm a good person, but I can really conceal the fact that I'm a shitty person and treat people with disrespect. It's, it's a shame because the right therapist could make all the difference, but a bad therapist or someone in the mental health field that's not a good egg really perpetuates that shame and stigma. So just keep that in mind. So anyway, one, let's get into these signs, shall we? And this is all stuff I've experienced. So a toxic workplace will have bad communication. Insufficient, confusing, or scattered communication is a large culprit of a lot of problems in the workplace. In the workplace. Communication skills are such important skills needed in any successful career because so much falls under this umbrella, like listening, both as a manager and an employee, verbal communication, emailing, preferences on how to communicate, go on and on. So if you have bad communication, this is a leading red flag in workplace toxicity. So if there's a constant lack of clarity, um, different employees receiving different messages, passive aggressive communication, failure to listen, or constant off hours communication is just an example and the root cause of a lot of bad organizations. Bad communication in work and in life leads to confusion and a lack of purpose. So if your company has bad communication methods, that could be a sign that you're in a toxic work environment and it will only get worse. Another toxic workplace example, they have clicks, exclusion, and gossipy behavior. We all know what a click looks like. It's a group of people, whether at work or school, that stick together, um, laugh at inside jokes, and generally excludes anyone out of their tight-knit ring. And while we are all adults, it can feel extremely alienating to exist on the outside of an active click. And this I experienced with my supervisors. Um, And I just felt like I was in high school again. And it sucked to feel alienated. And clicks are counterproductive in the workplace. And while having workplace friends is good, any behavior that could be described as clickish is best to be avoided. So if you're constantly feeling excluded, um, if a particular group grabs happy hour together, but you're not included, um, like things like this, whispering, chatting, 
just drama. So avoid gossip, avoid clicks. It has no place at work. And if you recognize that clickish behavior includes management and executive level employees, ugh, that's a problem. And that's about as toxic as it gets. Another one is that a toxic workplace will have poor leadership. This is a big one. You don't leave a job, you leave a bad boss for a reason. That's a saying. Bad leadership can seep into every fiber of an organization. Um, and working with a bad boss is really hard to handle. And this, like sometimes a bad boss is the product of their bad boss. It's just this negative cycle. And it's a hierarchy of bad bosses that make the overall workplace downright toxic. Um, so bad leadership is the sign of a toxic workplace if you have no recourse. If there's an HR department or if your bad boss has a pretty decent boss, you can try communicating these issues and I, I really encourage you to do so. Another one is that a toxic workplace likely has unmotivated coworkers. We're not saying you should like, I'm not saying um, you should judge your work like your co-workers on their quality or lack of quality however if you find yourself in a workplace full of unhappy or unmotivated people it will likely rub off on you and you will often have to shoulder a ton of work that your co-workers aren't handling which happened to me leading yourself to be burned out or their lack of motivation will like that energy is shared right so we just get under challenged, under fulfilled, and under motivated. And good coworkers can inspire you to work harder and be better and incubate new ideas, but they can also wear you down like any relationship. And unfortunately, unless you're in a leadership position, this problem is indicative of much larger problems. And it's unlikely that you're going to be able to move up or learn or grow and prosper in the environment you're in. Another one alongside of this is stifled growth. If you're not experiencing, experiencing any type of growth, if you're feeling you're not being challenged or learning your workplace might be toxic, learning opportunities or mentorship really are showing the employee that the company is invested in them. So, you know, if you recognize you have nowhere to go, it might be time to move on. Wrapping up here, high turnover rates. Rapid turnover is a really sure sign that the workplace is toxic. Um, leaving a job is a tough decision to make. It's not taken lightly. And when you notice that several people are making that decision, then something is off. So um, another one here is if employees are constantly being laid off or fired, this is another sign. Like high employee turnover usually means there's disorganization, lack of direction, bad leadership, or literal opportunities. So please pay attention. Um, this is a sign that things are just bad or about to get worse. And if you can try speaking with some other employees that were fired or laid off or even left. Um, this one is huge. I wrote down a couple here, so I'm just reading them off. No work-life balance. You should take the vacation days that you earned. Um, set boundaries and if your boundaries can't be met or at least compromised this job is probably not for you i understand things come up at inopportune hours however if you are working under the expectation that you are always to be available for work your job in my humble opinion is garbage and this will leave you feeling burned out we've all felt burned out um this could be a surefire sign of a toxic work environment or at least an environment that doesn't quote unquote work for you um, there's frenetic burnout, 
This is experienced by employees who put in a ton of energy in hopes that the output will be rewarding, but it does not find positive outcomes. Under challenge burnout, which I just talked about, when an employee feels bored at work, um, unable to feel any satisfaction in the job, you find yourselves in a lower mood and worn out burnout. Someone who is resigned about their work after experiencing consistent work stress over a long period of time, and this will leave you feeling disillusioned and uninspired by the job at hand. So if you can relate to any of the things I said, like having little or no forward movement, uh, feeling like there's you're stagnant in your career, um, you just get this gut feeling like kind of when you eat spoiled food or too much candy, your gut is your best warning sign. And if your gut is telling you that your workplace is bad, then it probably is. Um, If there's gossip, if you're being overlooked, just things like this, like kind of common sense. So let's go over it. Bad communication, clicks, exclusion, gossipy behavior, poor leadership, unmotivated coworkers, stifled growth, rapid employee turnover, little to no work-life balance, you feel burned out, no forward movement, your gut is telling you. No, just no. And it could be really hard. The lines and the boundaries can be blurred if we're working remotely or from home. So I understand this will probably be like a completely different uh, episode overall. But these are just some prime examples, some things I've been going through the last month or two, and I just had enough of it. It was time to say, you know what? The money is cool. I'm earning like fun money. But my sanity and my own self-dignity and like just my own respect for myself is so much more important than a paycheck. And I think we have to really weigh out the pros and cons. Um, Don't quit on a whim. Really think it over. Sleep it over. Um, I saw this coming probably quite for a while. And you know what? I'm on to bigger and better things. I have two brand new job opportunities right in front of me. I kind of have to decide which one I want to go with. They both have the good and bad and positives and negatives to them. So I kind of have to weigh that out. But just take a deep breath. Know that you will get through it and better things are on the other side. When one door closes, another one opens. And if something is not meant for you, let it go so that you can allow in better opportunities and start a new chapter in your life. I promise better things are coming. Okay. So I hope that you took something from this. I'm sorry if you can relate to this. It's a sucky, shitty feeling, but we go through everything that we go through because we are strong enough to get through it. And every single relationship or opportunity, whether it's a job, is there to to teach us something, right? To It's part of our divine life purpose and will result in the highest version of ourselves. I truly do believe that everything we go through is for our highest good. So thank you so much for listening. Let me know what other topics you want to hear in this month of sex and spirituality for Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, If you resonated with this in any way, shape, or form, please like, rate, subscribe, and share. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Have a sexy day.